Lesson 22. Hello again. First of all, I'd like to thank all of you for the huge response to my last podcast. Apparently you want more lessons on basic camera operations for digital SLRs, so here we go. This is my Nikon D70, and one of the most baffling parts of a DSLR is this, the mode dial. What I'd like to do is clarify what this dial is for and how to use it to your best advantage. Later on I'm going to use a program called Flash to simulate what you'll see in the viewfinder as you use some of these functions on the mode dial. You all have a variation of what you see here on your DSLR and I'd like to explain what some of these modes are and what they do. This is the auto mode which is basically the no-brainer mode for taking photos. You have no real control over aperture or shutter speed and this mode will work for most normal shooting situations. However, it gives you very little artistic control. The P is for program mode, and although it's similar to the auto mode, you can control some aspects of this mode, but the camera still basically operates automatically, as in the auto mode. I quite frankly never use this mode, nor do I use the auto mode very often for that matter. Think of these as the ones to use for snapshots, and when you don't have a lot of time to plan out your shooting strategy. The modes I use the most, and to me are the most beneficial for having control of your photography, are these three modes the S, the A, and the M. This is the shutter speed mode where you choose what shutter speed you want to use and the camera automatically selects the proper aperture or f-stop for that shutter speed to give you proper exposure. There are times when you want control over shutter speed and using this mode lets you set a certain shutter speed and not have to worry about setting the correct aperture. For example when you want to blur or freeze motion. The A is for aperture priority you use this when you want to choose the f-stop and let the camera automatically select the proper speed that will give you proper exposure with that aperture setting. There are times when you want to control the depth of field for example as you learned in lesson 9 on macro photography. It may be more important in other words to be sure that you have shallow depth of field in a shot than caring about what shutter speed you use. Finally there's the M setting or manual setting. You use this setting when you want to control both shutter speed and aperture in a shot. For example, you always use the manual setting when you're using Studio Flash and the f-stop is determined by an external flash meter instead of the camera's internal light meter. We're going to talk about how your camera's internal light meter works in detail a little later on. Now let's see where you make these exposure settings we're talking about. This is the LCD on top of your camera and it basically shows you the same information you see inside your viewfinder while composing a picture. For example, here's your shutter speed and this is your f-stop or aperture setting. If you want to change either of these you'll find the controls typically on the top right hand side of your camera depending of course on the model. On my D70 I adjust the shutter speed with this dial. The numbers you see here are mostly fractions of a second keep in mind. For example this is 1 100th of a second, 1 1 25th of a second, and 1 1 60th of a second. The aperture on my Nikon is set up here with this dial. Some cameras don't have a separate knob for aperture and instead use a combination of the shutter speed dial while a second button is pressed simultaneously. 
Again, check your camera's user manual to locate where these dials are found. Before I go any further, let's go back to the mode dial because I didn't mention some of the other settings found there. Beyond the PSAM settings, we see some icons. These are what you might call sort of semi-automatic settings for any number of different shooting situations. For example, this one is for night portraits. This is for night landscapes. This is for sports. This is for close-up or macro. This is for regular landscapes. And this is for portrait. To be honest, I never use any of these settings. I bought my DSLR so I'd have total control over what I'm doing. And these settings don't really give me that. I'm not saying don't ever use them. Hey, whatever works for you, do it. The important thing is that you know what you're doing whenever you take a shot and not just relying on blind faith to get the kind of pictures you want. So at least for this lesson, let's just pretend these don't even exist. Let's instead focus on these three modes, shutter speed, aperture priority, and manual. Because once you understand how these work, you won't even need the other ones. Fair enough? Great. Let's move on now. What you see here is a sort of a mock-up of a scene you might see through your camera and uh, through the viewfinder that I mentioned before. Now I created this in a program called Flash. Some of you have probably heard of that. Um, and what I have here at the top part of the scene, okay, uh, is the scene itself. This just happens to be a picture I took in uh, 2007 of a, in a town called Madrid, New Mexico which is actually where they shot the film Wild Hogs, which I thought was really a pretty funny movie. And there's still some of those uh, remnants of that movie there. Um, so it's a really cool place if you ever get a chance, not too far from Santa Fe. At any rate, um, so there's your scene. This is the viewfinder. And here at the bottom, okay, uh, usually in a black area, you will see the digital readout of your exposure meter. Okay, what's going on? So what I have here, I have put my mode dial, okay, again, I've simulated this, and let me tell you, it was a lot of fun to do this. I've simulated uh, a setting on the manual mode, the M mode dial, where I have set the shutter speed to 500th of a second, the aperture is at uh, f5.6, and this area is the over-under uh, indicator of your light meter and tells you if that setting is either overexposed, underexposed, or right on the money. Okay? So what we're going to do is watch these little hash marks as we change the shutter speed over here to see what happens. Okay? So in other words, we're getting ready to take the picture. We set this to 500th of a second and f5.6, but our meter in here is telling us that we are under, or I'm sorry, overexposed. So let's increase the shutter speed. Okay. In other words, if we make this one step faster, we will get less light in, and that should bring this down. Okay. Remember, shutter speed is the duration in fractions of seconds, usually, of how long the light will strike your photo sensor in your digital camera or your film in your regular traditional camera. Okay. So let's take our shutter speed dial and move it to the next fastest shutter speed, which is 640th of a second. See what happened there? Okay, we're moving a little bit closer towards the underexposure mark, the minus mark, which is exactly what we want to do. Okay, let's go to the next one. Okay, there's 800th of a second. All right, we're getting faster here. We're laying less light in, which is exactly what we want. 
says alt F5.6, there's a thousandth of a second. There's twelve fiftieth of a second. One twelve fiftieth of a second. There's one sixteen hundredth of a second. And right here, two thousandth of a second. Note here, we are leveled out. We're at zero. That means if I took a picture right now at two thousandth of a second, f5.6, the exposure should be perfect should be okay darn close right so what would happen if we continue here just to illustrate this I'll go to the next fastest shutter speed alright which in this case would be 21200 sorry 1 2500th of a second and here it's starting to get underexposed by a step and then we go one more to 3200th of a second alright are you getting the idea alright so, you set your shutter speed or your aperture on manual to whatever random arbitrary type uh, number. In this case, I went to f5.6 and 5 of a second. I kept moving my dial and looked in my viewfinder until I finally got the zero setting, which uh, we already determined was 2,000th of a second. Now, while we're on the manual setting, Let's go ahead and talk about those um, slow shutter speeds we talked about in some of the other lessons. Uh, for example, night photography. We talked about the bulb setting and so forth. Well, here is how you get to those slow shutter speeds on the manual setting. Okay, So I'm going to go ahead and start uh, turning my shutter speed knob down until I start getting into um, some slower numbers. For example, as I turn it down, I'll eventually get to like a 2. You'll see a 2 right here. Now that means a half a second. Okay, remember we're talking about uh, fractions here. Alright, and notice here, okay, it's telling us this is way overexposed. Alright, at f5.6. To tell you the truth, okay, when you're doing night shots, for example, this meter is pretty worthless, to tell you the truth. It really is, because you can't really record a light source, a really dim light source at night, and have the meter work any. That's why you have to do your night shots at various uh, different slow shutter speeds until you get what you want. All right, And that's the beauty of digital, because you can monitor as you go along. So let's keep going down to an even slower shutter speed, which would be 30 seconds. All right. 30 seconds. So when you see like the uh, quote mark there, that means 30 seconds. So if you were to hit your uh, shutter release button, your shutter would open for 30 whole seconds, long enough to record uh, your scene at night um, and see what happens. Okay. So let's go to the very lowest shutter speed possible, which is bulb. We talked about this, I believe, in Lesson 10 and in the uh, chapter about night photography. Bulb, if you recall, is the setting, uh, shutter speed setting that allows you to keep the shutter open indefinitely. For as long as you press down your shutter release button and don't let go, just keep it pressed down, your shutter will remain open until you let your finger off, then it will close down. So this is a beautiful way to do uh, night shots um, where you have no idea what the exposure is going to be. You can sit there and count 
to 5 seconds, 10 seconds, whatever. That's called bracketing when you use several different shutter speeds uh, with the same f-stop, for example. Um, you bracket. You kind of guesstimate what it's going to be, going a little longer each time or a little shorter each time than looking at your scene until you get it right. Okay? I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. But I thought I would show you that function while we we're on the manual setting. Now for the last exercise on the manual mode, let's pretend we want to use the fastest shutter speed possible in order to stop action. Okay, so we'll uh, set the shutter speed to one eight thousandth of a second, and you'll immediately see that it's showing an aperture of 5.6, which is underexposed. All right, over here. All right. So what we're going to do first of all, let me show you this graphic. This graphic is uh, the idea of this is to sort of represent the size of the opening for f5.6. Okay. And I want to illustrate what happens each time you go to a lower f-stop number. And if you recall, in Lesson 10, we talked about the smaller numbers have bigger holes and let in more light. Okay, so let's see how that works. Now what we would do, since we know we want 8,000th of a second, we're going to adjust the aperture in manual mode until we achieve proper exposure at this shutter speed. All right. So let's go ahead and turn it one step, and we got F5, and notice right here, okay, keep your eye on that aperture, gets a little bit bigger. In other words, now we have let a little bit more light in. Over here, we're getting a little more towards the plus column. Eventually, one we'll end up on uh, perfect exposure right here on the zero. All right, so let's keep moving here. There's F4.5, there's F4, there's F3.8, there's F3.5. And finally, F3, all right, very huge opening. As a matter of fact, in reality, that is probably uh, the uh, aperture you're at every time you look through your camera. Quick little side note here. The reason you're able to look through your lens and change the f-stop, but it doesn't apparently change your lighting that you see through the uh, viewfinder, is because it's indexed. All right. So in other words, it only closes down. All right. The f-stop only closes down at the moment the shutter is released. Then it opens back up again. Okay. That's why it never changes. You're probably wondering, okay, if this is getting bigger, why isn't the scene getting brighter? Or this is getting smaller. This aperture and it's getting it's not getting dimmer like you'd think it would. Well, because it's all indexed. It doesn't happen in real time. It just happens when you press the shutter. Okay. All right, so there you go. If we wanted to take a really fast shutter speed shot of something, we would have uh, had to do it at f3.0. That's not a whole lot of depth of field, remember. That's very shallow. But as long as your scene is really far away, distant, you won't have any problems there. Okay. Now let's use the shutter priority mode. Okay, that's the S on your um, mode dial. I call this a semi-automatic mode because we can set the shutter speed and the camera will automatically set the proper aperture for us instead of having to adjust our cells as we just did in manual mode. The big advantage to the either shutter or aperture priority mode is that you get to choose the desired setting in either case of one variable and the camera automatically sets the other variable for you which saves time and lets you focus on what you're composing in the viewfinder instead of fidgeting around with uh, the knobs.
So let's go ahead and choose a shutter speed of 3200, which is very fast, and see what happens on shutter priority. When we compose a scene, we see a low warning telling us that this shutter speed is too fast to use under these lighting conditions. All right? Basically, what that means is the lens is wide open automatically, yet still not enough light to make an exposure at this speed. The logical step to take is to decrease the shutter speed a step at a time until the low warning goes away, telling us that we have enough light. So as I slow down the shutter speed one stop, note that the hash mark has dropped one step, but we still have the low warning. All right, let's try one more step. Slower. Voila. Okay, the camera is saying that there's enough light at the lens's widest opening, which is 3.5. One thing to note with the shutter priority setting is that the aperture will fluctuate so somewhat as needed. Okay, in other words, this is going to stay right where it is, the shutter speed, but you may see this fluctuation. All right, in other words, as you move your camera around, all right, remember this is doing this uh, f-stop for you. All right, and your light's going to change slightly as you change the uh, perspective. Or like if I was shooting this building, kind of swung to the right. All right, I may see an F8 there. All right, it's automatically setting it for me. So as long as I don't see that low setting or a high setting on shutter priority, priority or aperture priority, I'm good to go. All right, that's what you want to keep an eye out for: is the lower or the high. As long as you aren't doing it, the camera's doing its job and is adjusting the f-stop for you. Now let's move on to our final mode on the mode dial. That would be aperture priority, the A. And let's just say we want to, uh, we want to be sure to have great depth of field in our shot, so we set the aperture to a nice high f-stop number like 22. Now the meter is telling us that whatever shutter speed we're on is too low for this f-stop. You can't see it, but the shutter speed is set at a thousandth of a second. Common logic tells me I need to make that shutter speed a little bit slower because I need a little bit more light. So we go ahead and stop her down. And sure enough, we're now zeroed out. One eight hundredth of a second at f22 it will work, which is excellent. Okay? And just like the shutter priority mode, the aperture priority is going to fluctuate between shutter speeds as you move your camera around and change your scene slightly. All right, So it's okay to see that going on. That's the great part of the automation part. But once again, keep an eye out for that lower high uh, reading telling you that you need to regroup your thoughts and switch, in this case, your shutter speed to an even slower shutter speed if it consistently goes uh, to low or to a higher shutter speed if it consistently goes to high. Well, let's summarize this. You should choose the right mode for the right shooting condition. Manual is great if you want total control of a situation and you have the time to make those adjustments. It's also great for night photography when you want to get those really slow shutter speeds. Shutter priority is really the best all-around choice to use because you can choose the shutter speed of your choice alright remembering that if you don't have a tripod to keep it above 60th of a second or above alright remember below that like a 30th of a second you need a tripod and then just automatically have your aperture set for you by the camera you're in business aperture priority should be used when depth of field is a critical issue 
Otherwise, it's not a great choice for use in general shooting conditions. Auto or Program are good no-brainer settings, but both give you little control and you have to remember to keep an eye on the viewfinder meter to be sure that you're happy with the exposure choices your camera is making for you. Well, I hope you've learned something new with this lesson. Uh, as I said before, many of you have told me that you enjoy the sort of basic camera settings type format and I have to agree that uh, this is easier than looking at a graph. At least you can sort of simulate what's going on. That's what I've tried to do here. I'm not sure I was successful, but uh, hopefully I was. Alright. What does this all come down to? Well, this all comes down to you controlling the camera and the camera not controlling you. Remember, the camera is your art tool. And if you can master all the technical aspects of your camera, this will free you up to use your eye and capture this creative shots. Until next time, see you later.